This is episode 162. Get unstuck and share your gifts with Layla. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. If you have a passion, a calling, or a gift you want to share with the world, but you can't seem to get it started or make a living at it, then you're really going to love this episode because we decode the major block that is commonly in the way of sharing one's gifts with the world. Before we dive in, I have something really exciting to share, which is that it is our three-year anniversary for the podcast, which I cannot believe. October 22nd, 2015 is when we started. And I just want to thank all of you. In fact, I get emotional just feeling all of you listeners right now. It's because of you that we're on our third year. Your support, your listening, the way you suggest it to the people that are important to you in your life, the feedback you give me, and especially those of you who come on the show with such courageous vulnerability and share your heart and your mind with everybody listening. Thank you so much. And in celebration of the anniversary... I have a little contest for you where you can win a free 30-minute private coaching session with me. You hear people get coached on the air all the time. I have a lot of people write in that want coaching but don't want it to be public. So if you win this contest, you get a one-on-one private coaching session with me. So to enter to win... First thing is to go to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the show. It's easy to do. Just open up iTunes, search for over it and on with it, click on ratings and reviews, click the number of stars, and then write a review. It can be a super brief review. Anything is amazing. Take a screenshot of that review and then head over to christinehassler.com slash anniversary. There'll be a space for you to enter your name and your email and a screenshot of your review. And winner will be picked at random. We also have some really cool prizes for the second and third place winners. So again, christinehassler.com slash anniversary. Also, my signature retreat is coming up in March. If you want the opportunity to not only work with me, but be around some amazing like-minded women, go to christinehassler.com slash spring dash retreat or email jill at christinehassler.com for more information on that. It's the most powerful work I do. I only do it once a year, so sign up soon. I want to share a personal story, as I love to do, it has to do with listening to your intuition. Last week, I was at a seminar called Life Book, and I'm going to share more about that another time and have the founders actually come on the show and do a podcast interview on Coach's Corner. And one of the people there was giving these really cool adjustments. He was a chiropractor and gives these great adjustments, and everybody was having them. And my intuition told me, and I was in the bathroom, and my intuition was like, no, don't do it. But I went back in the room and I saw everybody else having these great experiences and he was talking about how great it was. And then my mind went, okay, well, if he asks me, then I'll say yes. And so he turned around and he asked me, Christine, do you want an adjustment? And I said, yes, but I, my body was still nervous. Like something felt off. And so he did it. And immediately afterwards, I broke out into like a sweat (laughs) because my nervous system didn't like it. And one thing I've learned about my body is it's very want to say delicate, but it's specific about the kind of work it likes and doesn't like. And it told me clearly, no, 
but I used my mind to bypass that. And I'm feeling better now, but for a good week, my neck was, I was in so much pain. I had headaches. I was very scared. And to be honest, I was also beating myself up for not listening to my intuition, which wasn't helping me heal at all. So I share this with you for a couple of reasons. Number one, really listen to your intuition the first time. Don't try to negotiate with your intuition and still think it's your intuition. Listen to that first impulse, even if it doesn't make logical sense. And if you don't listen to your intuition, don't beat yourself up for it. Get the learning from it and then move forward. And the third thing is always be your own guru. Even if someone says they have the magic answer, the magic pill, the magic diet, the magic self-help thing, the magic bodywork treatment, the magic medicine, whatever it may be, you are your own guru. No one knows better for you than you. So if it's a no for you, listen to that. So as you're listening to this call with Layla, consider, do you know what you want to do, but you just can't seem to make a living at it? Are you working for a paycheck, but you'd rather be making money sharing your gifts with the world? Did you grow up in an environment where you had to parent yourself? Would you say you're a bit of a self-help junkie, going from person to person, and changes seem to stick for a while, but then you feel like you backtrack? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my call with Layla. Layla, welcome to the show. What's your question? Thank you. My question is, I basically just feel like I have this big dream that I've been chasing and kind of going after since I was a little girl. And I kind of feel like somewhere along the lines between chasing it and surviving, I've just like lost my way. And Mm. so now I don't know if it's like limiting beliefs that are holding me back or what the issue is, but I just feel like I'm not living my fullest, best life and kind of living into my potential, if that makes sense. Okay. And how does that show up for you? Like, give me some examples of where you feel like you're not doing it. (sighs) Um, (laughs) kind Mm -hmm. of in a lot of areas. I mean, mainly how it shows up is in my day to day with my job. So I work a kind of a conventional by my standards, very atypical nine to five job, but I am a musician and Mm -hmm. an artist and it just feels like of course, I need a paycheck to live, but I'm further and further away from where, not only where I thought I would be by this stage in my life, but mm-hmm. where my like soul is calling me to. Well, you don't need a paycheck to live. There's lots of ways to create money. Yeah. So there's that. So let me ask you this. How do you feel about rejection? I mean, I feel totally fine with it as it relates to like going on auditions and stuff like that. But I think in my life overall, I'm super sensitive and I've had to deal, I'm sure with like different forms of rejection in the form of like abandonment and like Mm -hmm. family stuff. So I think Mm -hmm. that to answer your question, I probably have a hypersensitivity to it in that Mm -hmm. kind of personal way. Mm -hmm. So do you think it's really true that you're okay with it when you go on auditions? Uh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for your honesty. So do you see that you probably have a story running if there's a history of abandonment and any other rejections and things from your past about your worthiness, about your lovability, about your ability to trust others, whatever, there's a story and we can, we can explore that. And every time you have an audition and you don't get the yes or you don't get a call back, 
you collect more evidence that supports that story. Yes. But I also think that a bigger issue is I'm not fully putting myself out there enough to be seen like in multiple areas. So Uh, of course you're not if rejection and abandonment is a core wound. Right. (laughs) On the unconscious level, you're like, I've had enough of that. Like I really get that your conscious mind, like, and your intuition knows that you are an artist. I get that. That's who you are. But how much of your childhood, your young adulthood, whatever it was, did you not feel okay for who you were? Oh, like all of it. Yes. Right? And so as much as you want to put yourself out there and be seen, because that's your intuition, that's your soul desire, that's you feeling these amazing gifts you were born with and wanting to express them. That's the truth. However, (laughs) unfortunately, a lot of times fear will trump truth because we don't want to have to re-experience pain. So we'd rather not put ourselves, I call it the avoidance trap. Mm. We spend way more time and energy avoiding what we don't want than actually going after what we do. So this doesn't have anything to do with your motivation level. It doesn't have anything to do with your gifts. It doesn't have anything to do with your ability to step into your potential. It has to do with just being a little bit stuck in your avoidance trap. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about some of the things you went through as a kid. Well, I grew up in kind of a toxic environment. My parents were in an abusive relationship, like a verbally and emotionally abusive relationship. Mm. There was lots of fighting. The police were called a lot. Mm. I, that's actually how I started kind of honing my craft as a musician is I would just go when there was fighting and I would just sing and I would write songs and I would dance Mm. and I'd line up all my toys and that was my audience. And I would just rehearse for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And, um, so I think that's how I probably coped with that. Mm. But I was also just on my own all the time. I didn't really have a lot of guidance or just even parenting. So I kind of just raised myself. And then Mm -hmm. as I got older, um, my mom fell really ill for a period of time. And so our relationship pretty much fractured after that. And then as a teenager, I went to live with my father and he kind of abruptly just kicked me out one day and I came out of nowhere because I was very close with my father. Mm -hmm. Okay. My love, that's a lot. (laughs) And, and I'm not saying that to discourage you or to make you feel like you're a victim or any of those things. I'm just really honoring your journey. And often the more intense the journey, the more, the more intense our gifts are and the more we have to say and the more impact we can make. But there's just an in-between stage. It's, Mm -hmm. it's like you want to move right from the trauma, the drama to shining your light. Yeah. And in between there, there's a healing phase. Mm-hmm. So you want to be the butterfly, but you got to go through the cocoon first. Right. You see that? And it doesn't have to be hard and long and dramatic or any of these things, but there's some healing that needs to be done. One, there was a lot of trauma and your gift has an association unconsciously with traumatic events. So as much as music was your therapy, 
there's also an association to that was the thing that you did when there was police and fighting and danger. Yeah. So can you see how some part of you, as much as you love it, there's some part of you that holds back from it at times because unconsciously it's, it's associated with very challenging times. Can you see that? Yeah. I think there's just a little confusion around that for me as well, only because I definitely like before I turned, let's say around eight, that's what I did to kind of cope and drown out the noise literally. But then when I was eight, that's when I went to my very first concert. And that's when I said to my, my parents at the time, like, this is what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And I was very, yeah. And so I kind of feel like I used it from that point onwards as like, this will this will be the ticket that gets me out of there. And also probably this will be how, um, I can help impact people the way it's kind of saved my life, but also like maybe that's how I can get love too. Cause I right. didn't feel loved at the time. Right. Right. Okay. So, so I totally get and honor and hear you that music and songwriting and singing is your dharma. Like it is what you're here to do. It was a healthy way. Like you could have had many other choices, drugs, sex, whatever. And yeah. music was it. Awesome. Amazing. Yes. I love that. And there's a very healthy attachment and relationship to music. And there's a lot that's attached to it too. What I was Mm -hmm. saying before, the drama, the challenges, and also it being your way out. Mm. It's sort of being your savior. So there's a lot of pressure you have on this. Huge pressure. That's part of, I think, what's like making me feel stuck. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that. So, so you're not stuck. You're in the cocoon. Can we, can we have a new visual? Yes. But can I be honest? Yeah. (laughs) I kind of feel like I've been in the cocoon for a long time and also different seasons where that felt very true. And then I got out of it and then it's like, I'm back in it. You know, it's like a a cycle. I I get it. Well, you can get out of it permanently. It's just going to take, this isn't an overnight thing. First of all, how old are you? You're not that old. I'm, (laughs) I am old. I'm 33. That is so not old. All right. Not old at all. And you went through a lot. You went through a lot. Not only the fighting and the trauma and the police coming, but then losing two parents. So let me ask you this. What have you done to process and work with a lot of this? Oh, I've done different forms of therapy. Mm-hmm. I've had a life coach. I've gone to retreats. I am always kind of trying to do various forms of like personal development, self-help. Mm-hmm. Writing has been a big part of it for me. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm open to all sorts of kind. I have an energy healer. Mm-hmm. Like I've done a lot of things. You've done a lot of things. And what have you noticed have shifted the most with all the work that you've done? I don't know because at the time it feels like it's helping, but then I feel like I come back to this like cyclical pattern. So for Mm -hmm. example, I had a life coach for quite some time this year. And then when like our time was up, I'm like, Oh, here I am again. Did you ever feel like you had a parent? No. Okay. Part of why you're not moving out of this is because by having the problem, you get to reach out to people and feel like you have parents. Mm. Hmm. So I get that consciously you want to be free of all this and be out of the cyclical loop. 
Yeah. But yet there is a payoff to continuing to have the problem because you get attention, you get guidance, you get love. When you're working with a coach or you're at a workshop or even here with me, do you feel safe? Do you feel heard? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you have that growing up? No. That's right. a big thing for me I've learned as I've gotten older, like feeling safe. I don't yeah. feel safe a lot of the time. Yeah. Well, who would want to put themselves out there if they don't feel safe? Yeah. 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 So, so part of why it's life coach after workshop and those kind of things is one, you're a seeker, which is a beautiful thing. And I would say that you have grown a lot. You're not in the same place you were five years ago. And I hope you can acknowledge that too. You have a lot of awareness. You've shifted a lot, but there's also a payoff in continuing to feel in your words stuck because then you reach out and you get a little bit of what feels like parenting. Mm. So I think part of what's going to help you feel unstuck is to, do you have a pet? Yes, I do. What do you have? A puppy. A puppy. How old is your puppy? She's three. Is this, oh, that's so sweet. What have you learned about parenting her? Oh my God, a lot. First of all, I've learned that I am a parent. I didn't Mm -hmm. think I was until Mm -hmm. having her. I've learned about how to be softer and patient and gentle. And mm-hmm. I've learned about, uh, how selfless I can be and, and what real unconditional love is. Mm. And do you ever feel stuck with her? Are you ever like, Oh, I just, I can't feed her today. Oh, I, I can't take her to the bathroom. Oh, I just, I can't love her or pet her today. I'm just no. so stuck. <laughs> no. Why not? Cause I love taking care of her. Right. So could you treat, what's your puppy's name? Snicks. Snicks. Could you start treating yourself and little Layla inside like you treat Snicks? Yes, I think so. Because this, from my point of view, is where you're going to start to feel way more unstuck. Is if you really start to parent yourself. And if you listen to the show, this is something I talk about a lot. And it's a theme for a reason. Is because it's something we all need to learn and embody is how Mm -hmm. to really parent ourselves and love ourselves. And for people that didn't have parents that were really present, it's even more important because that feeling of safety, you know, we really learn that from how we're parented. And if we grew up in an environment, like I'm very blessed. I grew up in a home where I felt safe. So safety isn't like I've had other things I've really had to overcome safety hasn't been a huge one because it wasn't that much of a core wound. When it is a core wound, it it affects how we feel in the world. Can you see Mm -hmm. that? And so you've, you've done the counseling, you've done the therapy. I also highly recommend somatic therapy for you. It's one that I recommend a lot because it's less talky talky and more experiential. I also think EMDR would be useful um, as would tapping. Right. So it's basically a lot of the, 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 the stop start and the stuckness that you feel is just a, a wiring issue. Mm. You know what I mean? Like a, a brain wiring issue, like putting myself out there doesn't feel safe. And because you had to learn to parent yourself at such a young age, you didn't really learn self-initiative skills, right? Because really to feel autonomous and to be a self-starter in so many ways 
we need parents that kind of hold that space. The parents are sort of the training wheels for us to mm-hmm. learn to ride the bike on our own. And you had to just hop straight on a bike with no training wheels and like figure it out for yourself ad hoc, which yeah. is why sometimes I think it feels hard for you to generate and those kinds of things. But SNICs is a great guide and a great example of how you know how to take care of something, you know how to love, and you know how to be consistent. Would you say you've been a good parent to her? Yes. Mm-hmm. Great. Great. Would you say you've been a good parent to yourself? I've tried to be. I, I've been really deliberate about parenting myself, actually, mm-hmm. when I was younger. But honestly, now that I'm older, I don't think I'm that kind to myself. I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. Kind and consistent, you know, yeah. and, and inspiring yourself and holding agreements with yourself, but not beating the crap out of yourself if you don't do something. Renegotiating your commitments with yourself. You know, mm-hmm. if you say, I'm going to put this song out there and then you do it, don't do it. It's like, all right, what's holding me back? And you talk it out with yourself, just like a parent would talk out a situation with a child. Mm-hmm. So this, from my point of view, has a lot to do with your self-talk. Yeah. Your self-talk and and also that kind of forming a new relationship with so-called rejection. <laughs> yeah. What did you make the abandonment mean as a kid? What did you make that mean about you? That I wasn't worthy. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm sure you know, because you've done a lot of work, that that core misunderstanding is at the root of a lot of this. And what forces the misunderstanding of not being worthy is when we don't parent ourselves and we don't take care of ourselves the way we do a loved one like your dog. Yeah. So our unconscious mind starts to believe things when our behavior changes. Yeah. Hmm. So what's present for you as we're talking? What's coming up for you? It's just hard because I think that I've gone through a lot of different kind of transformational stages where I've felt that I'm being gentle with myself and kind and patient and then you know, as it relates to my career, it starts to shift and feel like I'm waiting on permission, like someone to give me permission to, Mm -hmm. to kind of be great or move forward. And that's Mm -hmm. the nature of my industry is like, you know, it's Mm -hmm. a record label or it's It's, that. Yeah. It's the approval. It's the permission. I get all that. I get all that. But the beautiful thing about today's world is that you don't need a permission to put your music out there. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I, and I'm so aware of that and I get that. And it just feels like I'm kind of like waiting at the sidelines. And then as I mentioned to you at the beginning, like, yes, you're right. You don't need a typical job to survive, but I think like being thrust out into the world, not being prepared, not knowing how to pay a bill, not Mm -hmm. knowing, you know, I associate jobs with like that trauma. So, So when I'm at my job, it's not that there's anything wrong with the job, but I feel so uninspired. And like, it takes so much energy, honestly, Christine, for me to just be there and like pretend that I'm normal. (laughs) Yeah. And then I go home and I don't want to create. I I just don't. I get that. I really get that. Um, have you ever worked with like a licensed therapist or counselor, especially someone who specializes in creatives and artists? Yes, I did briefly. And I don't know, maybe it just wasn't the right fit, but it honestly didn't, I didn't find it that helpful. Okay. What has been most helpful to you in your exploration? 
My life coach was pretty helpful. I mm-hmm. felt that was helpful. And then I don't know if this is just part of my journey, but my grandfather, who was a big influence in my life, he passed away. And once my life was just kind of in shambles at that stage. And then mm-hmm. it was literally like I almost gave up on everything. And then woke up the next morning with a different fire and I Mm. totally transformed everything. Like I ended up losing a bunch of weight. I went to LA. I ended up signing different deals and just kind of really went guns blazing. But as I said, it it doesn't like last. (laughs) Well, it just sort of, it's like you hit an upper limits problem, right? Have you heard me talk about upper limits before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just, you reached a point where everything was getting too good. And part of your psyche that still is scared and expecting something bad to happen, it kind of caught up with it. And that's when it started to shift again. So this is all very normal and natural, especially given the background that you shared with me. And my, you know, this isn't like, this isn't the most profound advice, but what I want to say to you is just keep going keep going and dump as much as you can of the frustration and the stuckness into creation. Transmute the energy as much as you possibly can and be that kind of parent that you are to yourself, to your puppy. And this is when you're in your 33rd year, which is your Christ year. This is a big year, right? This is the year where you really, your karma turns into your dharma, right? Where so many of your your life lessons can be transmuted. And I would just make creating music even more of a spiritual practice for you and more of a spiritual practice for you so that the energy with it and around it is so elevated and so heightened that it almost inspires you forward. And so you have to spend less time getting over your blocks and limiting beliefs and all of that kind of thing. And just more time leaning into the creativity and the inspiration of it, transmute it, make it be alchemy. And that's so much of your gift to the world. And at the same time, I'm telling you, the psychology part of it is the parenting piece. Yeah. Like the more you give that to yourself, the less you'll need problems to get help with so that you feel parented. Mm. Yeah, that really resonates because to be honest, even as of late, like anytime I see, you know, those like singing shows and like the parent is there crying and supporting, I like start bawling. Cause I'm just like, well, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, something around parents has been coming up a lot lately. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think spot on. And you might even put out to the universe, you know, I'm, I'm ready and I'm calling in like a mentor surrogate parent figure in my life mm-hmm. and just be really open up to what that may look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just keep creating, keep transmuting and, and take little steps little steps, you know, little steps along the way. And as you do, that inner parent just acknowledges you and encourages you and tells you you're great and reassures you it's safe to do. Okay. Yeah. Has your puppy ever gotten scared? Yes. What do you do to make her feel safe? I comfort her. I just tell her it's going to be okay. I pet her. I just stay with her. I hold space yeah, for her. Yeah, there you go. And how often do you abandon yourself when you don't feel safe? <laughs> All the time. Okay. So you just re-trigger the wound. So yeah. no more abandoning yourself. So when you feel scared or whatever, you stay with yourself. You put one hand on your chest, one hand on your belly. You breathe. You tell yourself it's okay. 
I'm safe. I really want you to practice that, Layla, like hand on your chest, hand on your belly, deep breaths. I'm safe in my body. I'm safe in this moment. It's safe to be seen. Just Mm -hmm. reaffirm that over and breathe and create a new physiological response for yourself. So you can start to rewire the wiring in the brain. Okay. Is this helpful? Yes. Very helpful. Thank you so much. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And please send me some of your music. I'd love to hear hear you sing and, and experience your songs and just keep creating because it really is your gift to the world. It's part of your healing process and it is your gift to the world. Mm, thank you so much. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Layla, for your vulnerability and your courage. I also really want to acknowledge Layla for not giving up. At the young age of 33, I get it feels like she's been working at having a singing career for a long time since it was something that she felt passionate about since she was a little girl. And she easily could have thrown in the towel and succumbed to a lot of the fear-based advice out there about getting a more real job or career path. But she hasn't. Sure, she has a job to give her some financial security, but she's not put her dream aside. And that takes guts and a commitment to listening to your own deeper knowing more than any outside advice. This goes along with what I was saying before the show about listening to your intuition and being your own guru. And I want to encourage all of you with dreams, gifts to share, or a deep calling to not give up. That calling or that dream or that gift is there for a reason. Your gifts are not random, and they're there for your enjoyment and for your expression. It's so important to our soul and our emotional well-being to feel like we're expressing our gifts and passions in some way. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be in the form of a career like Layla is pursuing. There's lots of ways to express your gift. But if you feel a deep desire to share your gifts with the world and have it be your career and source of income, then I really hope you go for it. So let's talk about going for it as we break down this call with Layla. First, she's felt her gift since she was a child. And that is common for most of us. We knew in childhood what our gifts and passions were. For some, like Layla, it's super obvious. For others, it may be more subtle. I'm probably more of a subtle example, but once I share this with you, you'll see the correlation. So one of my favorite things to play as a little girl was teacher. I really loved it. I looked up to my teachers. I love being a student and I love playing teacher too. My second favorite things to play is a tie between running a bank and playing house. So do you see any of the connections here? Teacher, that's basically what I do now as a coach. I'm the student first through my own life experiences, through my own teachers and my own training. And then I take that wisdom and I pass it on in the form of being a teacher to people like you. The bank was a direct correlation to being an entrepreneur and that playing house and being that mother role is so much tied to my compassion, my compassion for all people and that motherly instinct in me and how so much of my work is tied to helping us heal our memories and heal that inner child within each of us. So I share this with you because I hear from a lot of you that you want to know what your passion is. Well, look to your childhood for some clues. Okay, now back to my coaching of Layla. One of the first things we discussed was rejection. At first she said that going on auditions didn't really trigger her, but upon deeper reflection, she could see that in her words, she was hypersensitive to rejection. So of course it was being triggered when she went into auditions. Part of why she feels stuck is because she's falling into what I call the avoidance trap of rejection. As much as she wants to be a singer and wants to go on auditions, that rejection part is so painful. 
And so many of us spend a lot more time and energy avoiding what we don't want to feel rather than really fully 100% going for what we do want. Now let's talk about the other major reasons she feels stuck, which is that her gift had a tie to pain and trauma from her past. You heard her story. Layla has been through a lot, and singing became one of the ways she soothed herself. So as much as she loves singing today, there is a bit of an unconscious trigger to trauma. And because of that, she's not going to be in full vibrational alignment with being successful as a singer. Singing is wired up both to something I love and something I do when there is chaos, pain, and or loss, and I'm scared. So can you see that having those two feelings or belief creates a bit of an inner conflict, or rather a big inner conflict? Now, the good thing is Layla can remove the wiring that connects singing to past trauma by giving herself a feeling of being parented and safe on a more regular basis. The more she does that, the more she will come into the present moment and create new wiring from the feelings and beliefs about being safe. So I want to turn this back to you. Consider how your gifts or the things you love may have some negative wires attached. Maybe when you were expressing your gifts as a kid, it was a way to soothe yourself in your chaotic environment. Maybe you were teased for expressing your gifts or being yourself. Maybe your gifts made you feel different, so it brought about a sense of separation. Maybe when you expressed yourself, you were told to be quiet. You were told as a child you're to be seen, not heard. Maybe you were told your expression was stupid or it couldn't make money in some way. Or maybe because of your gifts and your talents and your passions and your calling, you felt or still feel like a bit of a black sheep in your family. And you're terrified that if you fully express it, you'll be ostracized. Really identify what your gifts may be tied to and then untie it by making your gifts safe in the world. I'll give you an example from my own life. As a kid, I was very intuitive, very sensitive, very empathic. But because I didn't really have the tools for it, I didn't know how to feel all that intuition, all that sensitivity without it being painful. I felt other people's pain as my own. And because it was so painful, I shut down my intuition for a very long time. So much so that I had headaches right in my third eye, which is where most of our intuition comes through for about 27 years. And it wasn't until I made my sensitivity and my intuition safe again that it started to open up. So the thing about your soul's purpose and your gifts that you're here to express, which is also known as your dharma, is that your soul knows exactly what you're here to do and how to make it happen. Your body, your cell memory, your unconscious mind is just a bit scared because of your past trauma or challenges. So to fully step into your purpose and gifts, update your belief and make it safe to express them. I said this to Layla and I want to say it and emphasize it again. Often the bigger the trauma, the bigger the pain that you've gone through in your life, the greater the gifts. But it's a process and it's not an overnight process. Layla wants to be the butterfly. She wants to be free of all her pain. She wants to be able to make it as a singer. And she can. And she also needs to honor that she's still a little bit in the cocoon. She's not stuck. She's just in the cocoon of healing and transformation. And the final thing I want to mention before shifting to takeaways is that there's a big part of her that really wants to be free of the pain. But she kind of continues to have a problem because that's also how she gets love. You heard me talk to her about how she goes from coach to therapist and it's very helpful and healing for her. But it's also a way that she gets that feeling of having a parent. So the more she reinforces that inner parent inside herself, the less she'll need other people to be her parent, the less she'll need to go from coach to therapist to healer to whoever, because she'll have that feeling of inner parenting inside herself. So some takeaways for you. 
explore your gifts. Use the example that I gave you from my own childhood and think about what were the things that you really loved to do. Next, make it safe for yourself to express your gifts. Really parent yourself. Be kind and patient to yourself. Third, instigate some behavior changes. Start expressing, start sharing, start putting yourself out there. Our unconscious mind starts to believe things when our behavior changes. And finally, when you're ever feeling unsafe, when you're ever feeling nervous, put one hand on your chest, one hand on your belly, take three deep breaths and just repeat, I'm safe. I'm safe. It's safe for me to express. It's safe for me to be me. I'm safe. I hope this episode was helpful for you. If it was, please share it. That's how the show continues to grow. And before I sign off, I want to thank our awesome sponsor, which is Express. So when your billable hours start running into your happy hours, there's no time for an outfit change. Rewrite the rules of dressing for the job with style for work at Express. These fashion forward pieces are designed to make syncing your professional schedule and personal life easier than ever. Shop style for work at Express and go from your first meeting to your last call without compromising your personal style. So here's the call to action. Shop style for work now at your nearest Express store or on express.com. Get $25 off when you spend $100 on anything at Express using code 4843 in store or at express.com. Again, that's promo code 4843 in store or at express.com. All right, everybody, that's our show for this week. Thank you for listening. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.